Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. An increase in COVID-19 outbreaks in workplaces here in Limerick is one of the major concerns of public health Midwest at the moment. On the line to chat to us about that and a couple of other things connected to it, Dr. Rose Fitzgerald from the HSE here in the Limerick region, HSE Midwest. And good morning to you, Rose. Good morning, Joe. So can you just give us a sense of the latest local figures and trends, please? So over the last uh, two weeks, we've had over 850 cases in Limerick, and that's giving us a 14-day incident rate of 440 per 100,000. And that's two and a half times as high as the next highest county, uh, which is Donegal. Uh, the numbers per day, um, we're seeing around about 60 cases per day still in Limerick. Um, they have fluctuated a bit, particularly over the bank holiday weekend. Uh, we did see a bit of a dip, um, but those numbers um, seem to have gone up again. Uh, we we're, we're just need to work on, um, on the, them some more because there can be some duplicates which are harder to find when we don't have our electronic system. And just to understand that then, I mean, there was some talk, even politically, of cautious optimism earlier in the week and a sense that the trend was going in the right direction now in Limerick when it came to COVID cases. But you're saying that the latest figures are showing that's not quite the case. Yeah. So like I said, we did seem to have a dip uh, over the bank holiday weekend, but um, figures do seem to be averaging out around about 60 per day still. And just again, in context, is that high, 60 a day? Yeah, for Limerick, that's very high. Um, for the Midwest, um, we can um, manage to deal with comfortably about 25 cases per day. So we're, um, and do the full contact tracing, um, interview everybody appropriately. And once the that once the numbers are higher than that, um, it's more difficult to get round to um, following up everybody appropriately. So there's an increased risk that um, we'll possibly miss some contacts, etc. So we're working uh, uh, with numbers about um, two to three times that um, for the Midwest. Um, and like I said, the rate at four hundred and forty per hundred thousand. Uh, is the highest rate in the country um, for the last two weeks. So the rate is um, is very high at the moment. And at that rate, an average of 60 cases a day being identified, how long would it take from previous experience to get this surge in Limerick under control? Well, I suppose how long it takes really is dependent on uh, the behaviours of people and also um, it's, it may prove more difficult because of reopening of certain sectors. I suppose what we're seeing in the last couple of weeks is um, outbreaks related to beauty therapists and hairdressers um, which, and also offices and factories, many of which have just reopened in the last couple of weeks. So um, now I suppose on the other side of that, a larger proportion of the population are vaccinated. Um, So it's very difficult to say how long it will take um, to get um, the numbers down. 
it does depend on the um, activities of people. I mean, and we are urging people to continue to socially distance from others, to avoid large gatherings, um, and obviously then to wear a mask when they're not able to socially distance. One of the things I think that might confuse listeners is uh, the outbreaks in workplaces because the protocols have long been in place now for workplaces, haven't they? And and is it your sense that it's largely down to workplaces that have welcomed more people back and wouldn't have been open throughout the pandemic or what? Yeah, so certainly there are workplaces um, which were closed until relatively recently and now are open again. Uh, many of these workplaces, the work, workers wouldn't have been used to the um, social distancing type of uh, that's required to prevent transmission, particularly with respect to taking breaks. Um, so we find uh, situations where workers don't maintain a two-metre distance, uh, particularly at break times. And obviously, you're not wearing a mask if you're eating or drinking. Um, I suppose in many cases, you have young people who weren't previously in the workplace um, are now in these workplaces and, again, may not be familiar with the type of behaviour that's required in order to prevent transmission. Um, and as a matter of interest, I mean, was that something that you were talking to Dr. Rose Fitzgerald from HSE Public Health here in the Midwest, were worried about with reopening? Or, or was it an unexpected consequence of reopening that people who were coming back and may have been out for a long time weren't as educated or as aware of the social distancing and other requirements? Yes, and I suppose that is something that people were reminded, you know, that they have to uh, maintain the public health measures, uh, even if numbers do see, did seem to have gone down a bit. And the uh, reopening of retail, and we're moving on to reopening uh, of the hospitality sector, even though that was allowed, um, that, uh, you know, there were... Uh, ongoing reminders that public health guidelines need to be adhered to. Mm. Um, so, and, and again, I think the essence of this is maybe it's important to point out to people because you mentioned about breaks being a problem and people may be behaving themselves during the strict work pattern, but when they take breaks, they're mixing. Uh, and uh, so the difference in, in real terms, and it can't be absolutely definitive about this, Rose, but it's important to say this again, the difference in real terms between being deemed a close contact of a positive case and not is that you were not within two metres of that positive contact for 15 minutes or more. And that is in the previous 48 hours or thereabouts. I mean, that's that's the bottom line and always has been. Am I right? Well, if you are within two metres of somebody for 15 minutes or more and not wearing a mask, then you would be deemed to be a close contact. If you spend uh, a prolonged period of time in the same room as somebody who is a case, even if you're wearing a mask, uh, it's likely that you would be considered a close contact. So, um, but how, big, how big a room are we talking about? We're, well, it depends on the number of people who are in the room. Right, I see. You know, so like if you have a warehouse and people are opposite ends of the warehouse, then obviously they're not going to be uh, close contacts. But if you have a small room uh, and you have three or four people in it and their windows are not uh, open, 
or maybe in some cases offices don't have windows to the outside. Or, or, um, or I presume air conditioning, proper air conditioning will help yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, because I just think it's important for people to, because the message can get lost. And I think one other challenge that you are having, Rose, is we're having politicians nationally, um, I'm not asking you to talk about the politics of this, but just the reality of the messaging, talking about people coming back to offices in August, talking about reopening, um, how well it's going. And yet here in Limerick, we are not a million miles away, if I understand what you're saying correctly, unless we can get this under control, to possibly the reimposition of some restrictions. Yeah, I mean, that is a possibility. Now, you're, as you're aware, we had a meeting last week with the chief medical officer and there was a decision that uh, there weren't any need, there wasn't at that time a need to impose um, a lockdown. I suppose politically, um, in general, it's, it's intended there wouldn't be for the lockdown. But if numbers escalate out of control, I suppose that would, would always be a possibility. Um, and, and, and how close are we at 60 cases a day being found at the moment to being out of control? I suppose we the numbers don't seem to be increasing above that. So if they, if they stay at that level, um, it's probably not out of control. But if they got to suppose in excess of 100 per day in Limerick, that obviously would be a huge concern. Now, the other point that people often make in this discussion, Rose, is, well, sure, if you have more walk-in test centres and we now have them uh, opening in Moyross, we have them opening in Kilmallock, there's one in Rathkeel at McNeville Park, there's the two in Limerick City, um, then you're going to find more cases and therefore this isn't quite as big a deal as maybe it sounds. Uh, yes. Definitely, if we provide the facilities, uh, we are going to find more cases. I suppose just some clarification on those walk-in centres. Um, so there are walk-in centres in uh, East Point Business Park and in St. Joseph's Hospital. Um, McNeville Park was just for two days. That was Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Uh, today and tomorrow, there walk, there's a walk-in centre at the GAA grounds in Kilmallock. And then on uh, Saturday and Sunday, there'll be a walk-in centre in at Myros Health Centre, and they are all from eleven to seven. And um, yes, definitely, we will find more cases. But they're also in throughout the rest of the country. There are walk-in centres as well. So all of the centres throughout the whole country are walk-in at the moment. Um, so I think uh, it's likely we. We have a real um, higher number than uh, other parts of the country. Right. And obviously, when you have higher numbers, they're going to have more contacts and then you are going to get more cases. It, the other thing, Dr. Rose Fitzgerald, it, that we've been asked a bit is why are there not pop-up centres further west in Limerick, Newcastle West and Abbey Field, to take two examples? Well, we did have one in Rathkeel for uh, two days. It wasn't particularly well um, attended. The vast majority of the cases that we have at the moment are in the city. That's where we have a real problem. Previously, when we did see an increase uh, in cases in West Limerick, um, we have had um, a pop-up centre there where we have had um, 
and you know, if we do see an increase in cases in a particular area, we would look to have a, um, a pop-up centre there. And ultimately then, what age groups are you finding the positive cases in in Limerick? So at the moment, most of the cases are in younger people. They're in children, they're in teenagers and in young adults. Um, most people over the age of 50 at this stage uh, have had at least one vaccine. And um, once you have one vaccine, after two weeks after you have one vaccine, you would have some degree of protection. So we are seeing most of the cases in the younger people at right. the moment. So, so by younger people, do you mean from the age of four to the age of 44? Uh, yes, yeah. So from the age of, yeah. Up to up to fifty, even so, we're not seeing many cases over fifty at the moment. Okay. And and hopefully that's uh, as a result of the vaccination program. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I suppose that's why we needed the vaccination program. And without a doubt, the vaccination program has had a huge influence in the numbers, um, and is uh, it's preventing um, people having serious disease. We know that older people are far more likely to have serious disease and far more likely to end up in hospital. So if we have fewer older people uh, infected, then we are going to have uh, far fewer people with serious disease and far fewer people hospitalised, and Mm. thankfully fewer people dying from COVID. Okay, but at the same time, if it gets out of control, it's still a problem. Yes, because even though people are vaccinated, not everybody who's vaccinated will be protected from infection, if you take a vaccine with 95% efficacy, that means that one in 20 people who get that vaccine is actually not protected from infection. And, and by the way, what about the first dose protection? Because a lot of people listening in the older age range wouldn't necessarily have had the second dose of if they needed two doses uh, of a particular vaccine yet. What's the first dose protection like? Well, it depends on the vaccine. So it does produce, it does provide some protection. Um, and in or- order to get full protection, you need to have the two doses. Uh, we also know, for example, that with the new variants, particularly the Indian variant, you really do need to have the second dose um, in order but, to have protection. And is it still the, the Kent variant, to use the old term, because I think it confuses people, Alpha, Omega, which means I'm lost myself on that one, but the, the UK variant, is that still the variant you're getting? You're not getting any of the others or very few? So, yes, it is um, the Kent, the UK variant, the predominant strain circulating here at the moment. We have seen the other variants, um, but they have either been in people who have travelled themselves um, or have been in contact with somebody who has travelled. So that's the Brazilian, the South African and the Indian variants. We have seen small numbers of them. But as I say, it's been either a person who has travelled themselves or who has had contact with a person who has travelled. Okay. So finally, Dr. Rose Fitzgerald, your key message is we're still on a tightrope here. The cautious optimism of earlier in the week was to do possibly with bank holiday weekends and the cyber attack and issues around numbers. Your averages are 60 a day, which is too high for Limerick. And people do have to adhere to all the public health guidelines unless we want to walk ourselves into more trouble. That's 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 the bottom line. If Am I right? Is that a reasonable summary? Absolutely. Yes, we do need to continue the public health measures. We need to limit the number of contacts that we have uh, where we are meeting people to meet them outdoors if possible. 
um, to wear a mask uh, indoors uh, and then uh, or wherever you can to maintain social distancing. Um, it is very important that we uh, continue to limit the numbers. Um, we have the Leaving Cert going on. It's very important that Leaving Cert students don't become cases or close contacts because obviously then they're not going to be able to sit their Leaving Cert. Mm. Um, so we do need to continue um, to be And there's one other point. Um, just I'm, I'm, I'm spending a bit of time on this this morning because it is important and frankly no one else in the country is talking about Limerick at the moment really because they're not that bothered, if we're honest about it. Um, but we have to be worried about it here, quite rightly. Um, the other point, I suppose, is that instead of imposing new restrictions, these figures that you're talking about, could they have a local impact in terms of the next reopening phase, which would be indoor hospitality from the 5th of July for Limerick? Yes, they certainly could have. And I think that you're right that that's something that may happen rather than imposing further restrictions that there may be um, uh, there may be um, an extension of the period to when we lift restrictions in this area. OK. All right. All right. Let's hope the picture gets brighter over the next week. Thank you very much for talking to us. We appreciate your time as always. That's Dr. Rose Fitzgerald from the HSE Midwest. Uh, she couldn't have been clearer than she was there. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.